Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to take a look at the astrological energies from May 24th until May 31st. As we are now in Gemini season and the energies are more active, restless, alive, and looking to move. So Gemini season occurs after Taurus season and it breaks us out of a comfort zone. It gets us out of any stagnation or any place where we perhaps didn't know what to do next, what to choose, where to go, what is the correct or best information to ponder, digest, and sit with. So now we are in Gemini season, but also still having multiple planets in Taurus as Jupiter, the North Node, Mercury, and Uranus are still in the earthly grounded energy of Taurus. So we have an interesting dance this week where you could feel this push-pull of doing something new, doing something different, feeling like you're ready to step out of a comfort zone or you're ready to take action and move forward in some ways, but you want to ensure it's practical. It makes sense that there is a plan. There is something solid you can rely on. So we're going to talk about this even more in today's show. And over the next week, we don't have a lot of transiting aspects in the heavens. We don't have a lot of planets interacting. Typically, in this weekly show, we discuss the transiting energies, which is about the conversations happening between the planets and the astrological signs that they're in. But this week, we really only have three. So there's things about this week that could even feel like you're getting more settled, especially now that eclipse season is over. Mercury is direct, although still in his shadow until the end of May. We also are going to see that there's going to be something that perhaps you're understanding about your world, about your life, about yourself that has been deeply reprogrammed or rewired. And this is what I find significant about Gemini season this year. So for the past three years, we have had each of the personal planets, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, all retrograde in Gemini in your chart. So in 2020, we had Venus retrograde in Gemini. In 2021, we had Mercury retrograde in Gemini. Then you'll recall that at the end of 2022 and the beginning of this year, we had Mars retrograde in Gemini. And then I also want to add in, we had the North Node moving through Gemini in 2020 and 2021. So there has been a lot going on in the Gemini areas of your chart over the past number of years. And now you could feel as the sun moves through the sign of Gemini, the sun being warmth, light, growth, revealing and highlighting what you're meant to see and consciously acknowledge now that something has shifted for you in terms of what you've been reworking, reconsidering, maybe perhaps even allowing yourself to toss 
options, solutions, information back and forth between various parts of your brain, your energy field, and your body to the point now where perhaps something has become clearer. So let me explain this a little bit more. Gemini is the first air sign and the first mutable sign in the zodiac wheel. Gemini is where we first learn how to think and it relates directly to your own personal Mercury because Mercury is how you take in information, your own mental process, what you see and perceive, how you make choices, what you focus on, what you're drawn to that you want to think about, what you find interesting. It's even as simple as the books, the genre of books you're drawn to, movies, entertainment, music. Mercury is where we look to learn more about what's going on in our world. Mercury being the ruler of Gemini is very important to understand. And as the sun moves through Gemini, there is now an understanding of what has shifted for you in terms of how to be in control of your mind, how to be the observer of yourself, how to learn from your own previous choices or actions, how to look back maybe on different situations or different parts of your world and what you were experiencing that maybe you can only see through hindsight. The sun in Gemini activates our mental capabilities and also is about making this part of ourselves more conscious so that we're not in these continual loops or cycles of choices or behaviors or areas of our life that we've actually outgrown. So with this sun moving through Gemini now, there could be a lightness, an opening. You could even feel a relief like, wow, I didn't even realize how heavy my mind was or how weighed down I've been in a way that I didn't really understand at the time. And when we've had all three of these planets in retrograde in Gemini, our minds have really been working. We've really been thinking things through, perhaps even going into some deeper layers of our own whys, our own hows, our own wheres. Also understanding that because Gemini seeks information and understanding, we can perhaps start to formulate a new story. Gemini is the storyteller. Mercury is the messenger. It's how we create stories. We understand the narrative of our own lives, but the lives we're actively living. So as the sun moves through Gemini, it's moving across territory that has been heavily retrograding for the past number of years since 2020. And now you could see what story has been unfolding. And perhaps you're feeling like, I'm ready to write a whole new story. I'm ready to do this differently. I'm ready to be more conscious. I'm more mindful. I'm more aware of what I truly want as it connects to my needs. I'm aware of what choices serve me best. And even feeling that you know yourself more, you know your energy, you know how your mind works. Almost like there's a formula that you could be more aware of now about where you go or where your mind will kick in with information or details or fears 
and how often the mind can go to those fears, how often we can conjure up stories that maybe don't even serve us anymore, that aren't even true. There's the false narratives. There's the sense of why do I keep perpetuating this in my head? Why am I doing this to myself? Or why do I go into those thoughts? Why have I been in this cycle that no longer works and is no longer my truth. And I feel like the Gemini energy, because it's very dynamic and it's fast moving, intellectual, curious, Gemini is wonderful with words, wonderful at putting together various components and making something out of it. If you took a moment, you took a break and you looked back on what has shifted for you mentally. You might be surprised and perhaps even proud of what you've been moving through and reconsidering and pondering because of the retrogrades we've had in Gemini and maybe even noticed that you've busted out of some of those limiting mental loops or that you're ready to or that you would like to. Of course, I'm speaking in general terms, so simply take what resonates and also look at how we have the power to construct new perspectives, that we can always see something in a new light, in a different way, just shifting the angle, right? Just moving something five degrees to the left will change what you see. And that's part of the agility of Gemini season is that we can stay open to what is ready to come in and come through, but we have to have the mental willingness. We have to desire that. We have to be willing for the new information, new details, new perspectives to arrive and to sit with them. And because the Gemini energy is more comfortable being on the move, it is a fast moving messenger. It's the sprinter of the Zodiac. Let's get there fast. Let's get there soon. And then we'll go on to the next thing. This is also where we've had slowdowns in that typical tempo of Gemini because of these retrogrades. And so what I'm feeling strongly here is that the sun in Gemini is basically moving through some new frequencies that maybe you're understanding and seeing in a new light for the first time. Almost like if you were to travel back in time to 2019 or 2020 and you were to look back at how you would have perceived something in your life. You would have looked at something in a certain way or approached it in a certain manner. Chances are, that has shifted for you in some way, or you've been required by the universe to see it in a new light, to explore other possibilities. Gemini is the sign of dualities. We associate it with the twins, and that can mean both the left and right side of your brain, the left and right side of your body. It means having two choices or more. It means the ability to remain flexible and adaptable, to move from the left foot to the right foot. I also feel that the energy of Gemini being a duality is about the word and, where two things can be true. Two things 
can be valuable, even though they're different, even though they have their own unique energy. So this is where we're able to be adaptable to who we are now. So allow yourself that growth, allow yourself to be more adaptable to who you are now, to understand that it's wonderful growth to see things in a different way. I also feel like there could be a beautiful affirmation here of how you are your own teacher and your own student. And that's continually part of our life journey where we can be the student in some area and then the teacher in another. And even applying this to your life path by looking back on what you were learning, what you were coming to understand that maybe in hindsight, you see, oh, I was a student in that area of my life. Now I've learned from it. Now I understand what that was about, whatever that was, whether that was a lesson, uh, something that you were needing to experience, something that you were very unconscious about initially. And you can look back and say, oh, got it. Now I see what happened there or now I understand what that was for me and I'm going to make a different choice going forward. So Gemini allows us to make new choices that are in better alignment with who we are now, especially based on what we value. And that goes back to the Taurus energy that is still strong, as I mentioned, and where we've had a lot of energy in the Taurus parts of our charts that have been shaking up our value systems, really asking us to assess, is this really worth it? Is this really what I want? And this can be the bigger life choices and life values, which is what transiting Uranus in Taurus is shaking up, perhaps creating chaos and disruptions and very unstable, but also showing you what is the core value for me here. And so as you identify that for yourself with these Taurus energies, you come into contact with a new core value or a renewed core value or revised or upgraded. And once you have that core value, then you make new choices. And that's Gemini. So the Taurus energy is asking us to be clearer in what we want in our lives. And then the Gemini energy that comes after Taurus is about now based on what I've understood about what matters to me, I'm ready to make a new choice. I'm ready to see this in a different way. I'm ready to grow from where I've been. I'm ready to see it in a new light because that's how I'm different. And I think there's this beautiful built-in self-value and self-love here where there's something like, I love myself so much that I'm aware that I can make a new choice and the universe will support it. And I'm also going to acknowledge where I've been, what I've learned, the previous choices I made that were right for that time in my life or that experience or that situation. Now, as I've grown, I'm ready for a new choice. And the Gemini energy supports that. And as I was feeling into this energy, I had a really beautiful visualization come through that I never connected before, um, but I want to share with you is how this energy can beautifully connect with our body consciousness through the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is an elaborate nerve system that starts at the brain and goes to our gut. And it is part of how our mind literally connects to the organs in our body. 
and to our gut instincts. And I feel like because the vagus nerve works on both the left and right side of our bodies, it has a beautiful connection to Gemini energy especially since it starts at the mind, the brain, which is Gemini, and then how that energy, the energy of your brain, travels through this nervous system and works with all these other parts of your body. Think about that for a minute. Just take a second. And again, this could actually be a wonderful thing to ponder even more for yourself, is how the mind activates so much energy within us physically how it connects to our energetics, how it directly communicates with all of the organs and various parts of our body that we don't always realize. And so here you have this vagus nerve running from the brain, connecting to the gut and what that signals within you and how the vagus nerve wants us to feel comforted and calm after there's a lot of energy. After there's a lot of anxiety or stress or things going on, it's after that fight or flight instinct kicks in. And so there could be something here where you're learning more how to self-regulate the mind and body. You're learning to listen to those messages that the mind is sending to the body. This is also strong Virgo energy. So this vagus nerve, I feel like it could be connected to various parts of the astrological body consciousness, but it came to mind, literally, because of how the energy starts with the brain, which is Gemini. So this might be a really good time to check in with your body consciousness and what you need to calm down, where that anxiety stems from or the stress or the worry, where there's parts of your mind that are overthinking which can absolutely be about safety. And this is where the Gemini energy can be too much, where it spins in its own head because you're trying to figure out all things that could be dangerous or all things that could harm you or all the ways a situation could play out. You could even be doing this through conversations, right? Like if I say this, then they're going to say this and then they'll say this and then they'll say this, right? It's that overthinking that needs to be calmed and relaxed. And this could be something to practice during Gemini season that will also beautifully support and calm down your body consciousness and the energy that's created in the brain that travels down through the rest of the body. And then I was thinking about how when that energy calms down and it has a sense of safety, that then connects to the next astrological sign of cancer and how cancer seeks emotional comfort and safety and calm. So I don't know why I'm excited about the vagus nerve, but I just am. And so there's something here that I think beautifully depicts the energy stream and how it relates to these astrological archetypal energies. Okay, so as I'm saying this, I'm getting the visualization of how you could download new energy codes and light codes through the vagus nerve system. And you don't have to know specifically what it looks like or where it runs, although of course you can just Google it, but call down. I'm seeing this beautiful golden pure energy coming down, coming through that can help with strengthening this part of your energy system. It feels beautifully sparkly 
It also feels like it's clarifying. It can download clarity, perhaps, if that's your intention. It could download what is my next best choice? What do I need to do next that is clear and pure? So work with this visual Work with some kind of energy practice where you are supporting this energy stream in a way that works with the best of the mind and supports the best in the body. In fact, slight tangent, now I could see how this energy system starts in Aries, which is the first sign of the zodiac, which is about fight or flight, and then how it moves through to the astrological sign of Virgo, especially since Virgo is about our health maintenance, how we maintain our body's energy systems and the energy meridians that run through us. So this could be a beautiful understanding of how you run energy, of how you feel it. But since we're talking about Gemini season, I'm focusing on the brains part of this dynamic. But I just wanted to offer that slight tangent because it could help some of you connect some dots about your own nervous system, your own vagus nerve, even how maybe it's time to do things differently, to integrate this into your self-care and to make sure that you're allowing yourself to regulate this part of your energy streams. And you could even feel a softening of some kind this week. You could feel like there's something that you're relaxing into because we have multiple planets in feminine signs and feminine energies, which want us to exhale and lean back, which want us to let go so that we have more flow, more opening, more space to create and to step into what feels good, to trust what is calling to you, and to know that there could also be energy here that you feel like you don't need to respond to. It's interesting because now I'm being pulled to look at the opposition we've been moving through between Pluto retrograde in Aquarius and Mars in Leo. This is the first time in this lifetime we've had this exact opposition, which could have triggered you, which could have brought up something. You could have felt a strong response or reaction. This is the energy of aggression and even going to war. Things escalate and maybe you're seeing something in a new light, in a new way, and you're like, I don't even need to respond to that. I don't need to put my toe in that water. I don't need to interact or even be a part of that. And maybe that is something too that your understanding is no longer worth your time, energy, or attention. And I feel like that is part of the sun in Gemini showing us new ways to see situations, to perceive what's going on, and also highlighting what is an important choice for your energy right now. So not just an important choice for your mind, but for all of you, for all of you. So even though we don't have a lot of transiting aspects happening this week, there's still been a lot that's been stirred up and you could feel like you're sitting in something and it's not resolved or it's not moving forward. Now, coming up on May 26th, we have Venus in Cancer sextiling Uranus in Taurus at 19 degrees. 
And this is interesting because it's a softer influence with Venus and Cancer, but she has some kind of download or understanding that arrives through Uranus and Taurus, which is about the physical world, something showing up or coming through. And it's going to make her feel good. This is a feel-good energy for Venus and Cancer, and this would apply to you if you have planets or points of 19 degrees in the water signs or the earth signs. I would even say 19 or 20 degrees of the earth signs or the water signs. This is where we play astrology bingo and you look at your chart and you're like, do I have anything at 19 or 20 degrees of water signs or earth signs? And if you do, then Venus in Cancer, sextiling Uranus in Taurus is going to perhaps give you something. This is a giving energy. It's nourishing. It's supportive. There's a kindness. It's here. Have this ice latte with almond milk. Here, have this new beautiful Lemurian crystal I found for you. Here, have $2 million. So there's something that feels good and giving about this energy, and you could feel it in your heart. There can be a heart opening, something comes through, something is speaking to your love language, something just feels like, oh, they like me, they care about me. They just gave me $2 million tax-free. So something about this energy is also soft. It's a softer energy. It's easy to miss it. And so that's why it's actually a good day to make sure that your heart chakra is open and to do any type of clearing, purging, or cleansing around the heart chakra. I'm going to actually say May 25th, May 26th, May 27th. And then after that, we have a slight change in the energy as the sun in Gemini comes up to a square with Saturn in Pisces at six degrees. And this is the first time that the sun is squaring Saturn in Pisces. Saturn entered Pisces back in early March, March 7th and 8th, and has been moving through Pisces, but hasn't had a square with the sun yet. So now we have our first square, and that is a 90 degree angle, and that means challenge, tension, pressure. It's occurring in the mutable signs. The sun in Gemini is a mutable sign. Saturn in Pisces is a mutable sign. So this first square with Saturn in Pisces is bringing up decisions, choices. Something needs to be decided. There's also this sun in Gemini that can be unsure of what to choose or what to say or how do I approach this? What do I do? And then Saturn in Pisces is about what you need to take care of. What is unresolved? What has not been finished that Saturn is bringing your attention to? Saturn is also about the maturity, the responsibility, the commitments we have. And there could be something here where have you put something off? Did you toss it into the back of your closet and say, I'm not going to look at that ever again? And then Saturn goes to the back of your closet, brings it out, puts it right in your living room and says, actually, yes, you are. So there's something here that needs to be figured out. Decisions have to be made. 
It could even be conversations with Sun in Gemini. Uh, it could be the hard conversations that you haven't want to have. This could even be something where you're realizing you don't know what to say. You'd rather not have the conversation. You'd rather look for the nearest exit. And then Saturn's going to grab your wrist and bring you right back to sit down at the table. So this is where we have to take care of something. We have to be mature and responsible and you have to bust through any indecision and just do what needs to be done. So this could be something you're already aware of, but it could also be something new because Saturn is in new territory now that he's at six degrees of Pisces and he's moving quite slowly because throughout June, he's going to only be at seven degrees of Pisces, which is when he will station retrograde on June 18th. So Saturn holds us accountable and we need to be in our authority. So you got to summon up the strength and the sense of trusting this, trusting whatever you need to move through, you're going to get through it. You're going to be shown the way. Saturn in Pisces is interesting because we could feel like we don't know the way or we don't know what's going to happen. But with Pisces, there's always the element of just trusting it. And with Saturn, it's asking you to just show up. So just show up, see what happens, trust yourself, trust your voice, trust your needs, and be in your power, be in your sense of, I can handle this, I'm going to be fine, I can get through it. Almost like it's just one conversation or it's just one day in my life. It's not the end of the world. But there's something about this day that could feel like, You've got to take care of something and you're not looking forward to it. But hey, that's life, right? Like we all have that at times where we just got to do it. So again, that is the sun and Gemini squaring Saturn in Pisces at six degrees. That's on May 28th. You could feel the energy May 27th, 28th, or 29th. Now we do have something growing towards the end of May that could feel like a hallelujah, that could feel like a thank you so much, beautiful universe, that could feel like justice, that could feel like something is coming through that you've been waiting for. And what I'm alluding to is Jupiter in Taurus is making a conjunction to the North Node in Taurus. And that is occurring at two and three degrees of Taurus. So the end of May into June, Jupiter in Taurus opens up something, opens up a pathway, opens up an opportunity, a resource, a direction, something that brings you life, something that raises you up, something that feels like a yes. You'll feel this energy more personally if you have planets or points in the very early degrees of Taurus, specifically two and three degrees of Taurus. And these energies have really been pushed. They've really been intense because this is also where we've had this tightness and there could be a sense of what do I do? And finally, relief or something is a yes or something shows up. And because it's in Taurus, it is something in the physical, it's practical. It could be 
financial, something you want to buy, that you want to own. It can be something that you are ready for, that you want to move into or move towards. This is also supporting any planets or points you have in the early earth signs of Virgo and Capricorn. So the earth signs are going to feel this support from Jupiter and Taurus making a conjunction to the north node that actually unfolds over many days, roughly May 26th until June 3rd. So in your natal astrology chart, you want to identify where you have the very beginning of Taurus energy as that's where Jupiter walks in the door and offers you something to help you out, a resource, an invitation, an opportunity, a good deal, maybe an exciting adventure in Tulum, Mexico. That's my way of foreshadowing something I'm going to tell you before the end of this episode. Jupiter is also about justice. Maybe something you've been waiting on. Maybe something you've had your fingers crossed about. This can also signify a balancing of energies because Jupiter brings in something that you're ready to receive and work with. And I also feel like this energy could help get you through what might come up with that sun square Saturn energy that I just spoke about. Where if you have a hard thing to face or a difficult conversation or something come up that's uncomfortable, this Jupiter in the background is going to be that sense of reward or the ability to see the bigger picture of it all. Especially what you were learning, which is also a domain of Jupiter. So Mercury, going back to Mercury, Mercury is about your personal mental process and what you're learning in the moment in your environment, what's happening today or recently, and how you assimilate that and understand it. Jupiter is about our bigger life understandings, the bigger picture of the lesson, the experience, the theme. So you could have some things connect like, wow, that's why this has been showing up for me or I've been moving through this or this has been on repeat in my world. This is what I'm learning. I get it. I get it now. And I'm going to integrate it into the Taurus energies of what matters to me and what defines me based on my own terms. Taurus is self-reliant. It looks for security, stability. So there could be something here that you feel energetically stabilizes you because you got the lesson, because you learned and you understood it. And you're like, I'm so much wiser now. I am so much more aware. And that is one of the gifts of Jupiter. That's also where Jupiter connecting with the North Node is supporting you in a new direction on your path. And that doesn't have to mean a physical direction, although in the Earth sign of Taurus, it often correlates with that. It can just mean that you have a new understanding of what truly matters to you and you're not going to compromise it. You're not going to budge. You're not going to go back to that previous version of who you were, what you wanted. You're like, no, this is who I am now. And it actually feels good. It feels amazing. I feel strong. This is true to me. So that could be another intention to hold over this next week is that you're stepping more into what is true for you at your core 
And it's also relating to what I spoke about earlier about your choices and the choices you're making because they're for your best and highest good, because you want to grow, because you want to do something in a different way or with a new approach than you've done in the past. Oh, and keep in mind that we are still moving through the cycle of that Taurus new moon that we had on May 19th at 28 degrees of Taurus. And so we're still moving through that burst of new understandings and moving more into the higher octaves, the higher frequencies of that, which I feel are so much lighter. And that's a beautiful gift of this ascension journey is that there's parts of our energies that's just start to feel lighter. You don't feel like you're bogged down or as heavy. It doesn't maybe even feel like it's as hard or tense. It could just feel like you're into more of the flow of these universal energies and that you're okay with it. You're okay with how the energies are moving. You're not trying to control it too much or overwork it or be in that place of I have to know everything as it happens, there can be this emerging trust of just trusting what you're doing today and trusting what's coming up this week and allowing that to be something that you're actively feeling and sensing on a more regular basis. So as we close out May and move further away from eclipse energies, this is a very good time to continually look at what choices are for your best and highest good because of how they pertain to who you are now, what you really know you're worth, what you really know you want in this life because you're ready for it and you want to say yes to it. This is also relating to what really matters to your value systems now, especially if they have undergone some big upgrades, some new realizations, and some new energetic understandings. Just two final things to share with you. There will not be a podcast on Monday, May 29th, because my son finishes school this week and we're going to have an adventure together. But I will have a podcast for you on Wednesday, May 31st. And the second more exciting announcement to share with you is that I am offering and hosting a Ring of Fire Solar Eclipse in Tulum, Mexico, October 13th to October 17th that will include watching the solar eclipse with our own eyeballs on the beach in Tulum. It will pass over that part of the Mexican peninsula. And we will also have three specialty astrology workshops where we will do a deep dive into what this Libra solar eclipse is about for you. Now, this is the first Libra eclipse since 2015, and it is part of the new cycle of eclipses that we're moving into that are on the Aries-Libra axis. And so through these three specialty workshops, not only am I going to give you your astrology chart, I'm going to give you my notes on what is important for you to be aware of in your chart what to look at, what the themes are, what is closing out for you. The Libra solar eclipse works with the south node. So these are closures and endings in 
partnerships, sharing, giving, receiving, relationships, connections, things that you're done with. You've outgrown it. You're ready for what's next. You're ready to elevate. We're going to focus on those themes in our astrology workshops. Plus, we are going to have a beautiful sound healing bath and cacao ceremony. Also, something really special called a Mayan clay meditation ritual which is also about essentially cleansing and purifying the body through this clay. So you put the clay all over your body. You stand in the sun like cats as the clay dries. And then we run and jump into the Caribbean Sea. Plus, you'll have plenty of free time to choose your own adventure, whether you want to go tour the Mayan ruins, go swim in a nearby cenote, maybe you want to grab a bike and bike around or go shopping in Tulum, there'll be time for all of that. And it's also going to be a special gathering of meeting new friends, meeting new people who are also passionate about astrology and who may share a very similar vibration and frequency as you. We are staying at a beautiful beachside resort called Amansala Resort and Spa right on the beach in Tulum. And it's a place where you can relax, reset, take a break, enjoy the vibrations of the energy. It is a boutique hotel and it was important to me to find a locally owned business to support simply because of everything that has transpired as we know since the pandemic. I feel like these are the businesses that need us, right? Need us to show up, need to be supported and it's been there for a really long time. It's a beautiful place. I will have all the details below this podcast if you want to check it out. Please note that this is not a huge resort and it's anticipated that the rooms are going to book up. So you'll want to figure out your roommate situation if you're traveling by yourself or if you're looking to travel with friends. There's things that you'll want to get figured out a little bit sooner rather than later so that it doesn't sell out too fast or before you expected. So this is not one to wait on. Rather, it's one to basically sign up for it sooner rather than later. By staying at the resort, all your meals are included. It is very nutritious, delicious food, organic and local. They can cater to your dietary needs. There are three meals a day that are served. And over the course of your stay, there's just one dinner that will be on your own where you can either enjoy a restaurant in Tulum or you can eat at the resort if you choose. Uh, But it is the only additional cost for food. Alcohol is not included, uh, but they do serve coffee, tea, fresh juices as well. This is a very special once in a lifetime experience because of this ring of fire solar eclipse. So that's when the moon moves in front of the sun, but the moon appears to be a smaller disk than the sun. And so there's this blazing ring of fire around the moon. And that is a powerful energetic reset. So we're going to be working with that actively and consciously while also discussing how this is part of the Libra eclipse cycle, including the Aries eclipses as well. So if you're interested, there's two steps. The first is you register to join the retreat on my website. Then you book your room directly with the resort. You book and choose the type of room accommodations you would like. 
And remember, it includes your food. And Tulum is about two hours south of Cancun. So you fly into Cancun International. And the resort offers transportation to and from the airport. So you don't have to rent a car, but you do have to pay for that transportation. And the cost of that depends on how many people are in the same van. So that's just an option. I just wanted to give you an outline of the logistics. There will be more on the link below the podcast describing more of the details, particulars, of course, giving you pictures of the experience, as well as everything that's included on how to take the next steps. So if it works with your life and your schedule, I hope you can join me in Tulum. Again, it's October 13th until October 17th. And I'm announcing it now so you have time to plan and figure out your schedule. And hopefully it also lines up with your requests for time off from work and working with anything with kids and your family, a spouse, whatever it might be in your everyday world. So as always, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast episode. I'll see you back here next Wednesday for our next weekly update. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead with these strong Taurus and Gemini energies and hoping that you feel beautifully supported in what is opening for you next. Take good care and I'll see you back here soon.